Nonverbal Graffiti with Grant Cotter. Oh shit, he has a podcast. KFX. What up? Welcome to another episode of Verbal Graffiti. I am your host, Grant Cotter. I just want to start out by saying thank you so much to everybody who's listened, who's DM'd me, who's tweeted about it. I'm really stoked. This is just kind of like a fun little thing I'm doing and I'm experimenting and just seeing what the fuck happens. And I'm super stoked you guys are digging it so far. Uh, I just want to give a couple shout outs to... Canadian superfan Nichelle Ng, you are my savior, and I hope to get to Vancouver sometime to perform so we can also shout out to the other little homie Lennon with the podcast tips and tricks. And shout out to Tiana T. Design from Arizona, who last week we were talking about those meth gators wreaking havoc in the Tennessee sewers, and she hit me with her own personal gator story. Back in the day, her dad smuggled an alligator in a Tupperware container from Florida to Arizona. Must have been in a pre-9-11 world where there was laxed TSA agents just chilling, letting that slip by the x-ray machine. And they raised this gator till it was like full grown to like five feet. And then it died of natural causes. But her dad didn't want to just bury it, didn't want to cremate it. Didn't want to stuff it and put it above a pool table in a bonus room in their condo in Phoenix. He put it in the freezer. He put it in the freezer. Kind of creepy, but also like kind of baller, you know, like I guess I can connect to that on some level. When I was a kid, I was in a fishing derby on Catalina and I caught three calico bass and my grandma kept them in her fridge for 20 years. Actually, they're in the freezer. Not the fridge. They were hidden in the freezer behind some hungry man dinners. She kept them for me. I forgot about that memory. And then my dad was cleaning out her freezer one day and was like, what the fuck are these? She's like, those are the fish Grant caught in the fishing derby. I don't know why she thought I'd want them, but she kept them. They're frozen rock solid. And I threw them in her backyard behind a bush. Hopefully they rotted and gave the plant that they were next to some well-deserved saltwater nutrients. So shout out to Tianity Design for giving me that story. Today's episode, I have a guest. One of my best friends and favorite comedians is killing it all across the country. Thomas Dale. He is my guest. He is a unique individual. He has some... interesting philosophies regarding life and he's truly one of a kind and he's truly out of his fucking mind but i love him and here's that episode kfx cutty fresh exclusive my guest today is one of my favorite comedians he's also one of my favorite friends He's oh, you wild. Won't say best friend, one of your best. You won't say one of your best friends. You say your. F- I saw. I, I was waiting. I've been waiting five years to hear it. So to hear what? One of your best friends. I think that we're definitely one of your best friends. You yeah, but me? I would say like I have best friends that I don't like that uh, are my best friends because best they've friends. just been in my life forever. Yeah. I thought I was elevating you by saying 
one of my favorite, favorite friends. friends. Wow, I like that. I do like that. That's actually so don't be like nice. interrupting my intro. Yeah, because you're feeling insecure about my. No, verbiage. I just wanted to make sure. Go ahead, continue on. You're doing a great job. You posted a few of these already. So this <laughs> dude I have, I just found him on the side of Santa Monica Boulevard. He was wearing a thong, just <laughs> really getting wild on the streets. What's his name, Mariah Gary? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you know him from Chelsea lately. He had one line on the show, New Girl. First of all, you're a loser. Thomas Chelsea Dale. lately, I'm not using as a credit anymore. New Girl, I had a scene with Max. And then I, my most recent credit is, this is not happening. Um, you could still see it. It lives on Comedy Central's YouTube. Um, what else? Close to a million views. Uh, what else, Grant? What else? Uh, I'll tell oh, you Adam Devine's house party at midnight. What else do you need, baby? Sugar. What else do you need? Let's just, you know what? Nobody cares about the credits. Everyone's more interested about the Santa Monica Boulevard. That's so funny. I love that story you made up. That's such a funny thing. I did not make it up. Yeah, you did. We're going to dive deep. All right. <laughs> no, we're not. Thomas <laughs> has started and stopped doing seven podcasts, one of which was <laughs> he, he prided himself on like, I get people in the room and I dive deep. I yeah. dim the lights and I really get them to open up. I don't dim the lights. I just uh, through conversation and you know this. This is why you you are. Uh, what would you we say about you? You're like you try to resist, not resist me, but you're like you get like you, you try to be quick fingers around me because you get nervous because you know that I could bring out your true soul. I bring out your true intention and I can I could I could see you. I see people for that their spirit. All right. Well bring out my true soul my true intention for today is to get you to talk about wearing the thong on santa monica boulevard it's not even a thong it was just a pair of panties i was going through a stage um i was taking adderalls and adderalls will lift you out you know what i'm saying like like i just was like you know what i wonder what panties feel like i've never felt them so i would get off on like kind of i loved walking down santa monica boulevard and and letting the straight boys stop and, and they would check it out and and what time would you walk down Santa Monica? Um, after I was done with all my work, you know, anytime I was done with spots or anything. So I'd, I'd say like I would like two ish a.m. Get home, slip into those panties, take a tr- take a walk down to Santa Monica SMB. Now, I don't know if you guys can tell by his voice, but <laughs> Thomas is a hardcore Long Island, hardcore. Man. But I'm by gender. He's Thomas is by gender. Mm-hmm. So he's half man, half woman. Yes. Like a lot of us are on the planet scientifically. Yes. But Thomas I'm just connected brain, to my bi-genderness. Thomas's brain is half man, half right. woman. Right, 50-50. So this was the woman side walking out in the thong? Um, I, th- I would assume, yeah. I, I would assume that that was what I was exploring and trying to, you know, that's what the Adderall was bringing out in me. Um, I thank God I had quit that. That was a really dark stage of my life. It was, it was a dark stage, and I'm glad yeah. you're out of it. Yeah. But it was also, like, really funny for me <laughs> to, like, witness because you were out of You would see my Instagram stories. Goddamn yeah, mind. Yeah, And um, I pulled up on Crescent Heights, pulled over, and there was a cute boy, light-skinned and black boy, just looking at And I was like, oh, it's very normal. Like, I'm used to guys. You know, guys are cruising out all over the place. Like, women might not know that because it's, like, a very underground type of male thing. Gay guys do it, bi guys do it, and some some uh, straight guys who have noticed that that happens do it just to get off real quick. They'll jerk off or oral or whatever. Um, so <clears throat> this boy was looking. I was like, oh, shit, he's probably looking to get off. So I, I roll my window down and go, what's up? What are you doing? He goes, nothing, just chilling. I was like, all right. I'm like, he's like, what you doing? I'm like, nothing, just hanging. He's like, you want to hang? I'm like, all right. So he, I go get in. So he got in, jumped in the front seat. And I saw I was touching my dick. He touched his dick, 
and then we started jerking off and he and he's like and he leans over to me he goes yo he's like you want to go in my you want to go in my tent and i look past his shoulder and there's a fucking full out tent on the sidewalk and i go um nah and i think i'm good right now like have a good night and i just let him out like but you still busted yes I did. I was like, let me just bust real quick. See, that's that's the wild <laughs> thing about you. See, Thomas can't be trusted because sometimes Thomas can be trusted. Thomas will hit me up at night and be like, yo, let's go get frozen yogurt. Or, yo, yeah. you want to go to In-N-Out? I'll be like, OK, cool. And I get in his car. I go, where are you coming back from? A spot? He goes, no, dude, I just met this guy and he, he jacked me off in the parking lot of McDonald's. And I'm like, and I'm in the car now. I'm in here now. He goes, don't worry, dude. It didn't get anywhere. Don't trip. Of course not. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like I'm not into like crazy intercourse sexual. Like I'm not into that kind of stuff. So I do like jerk off scenes. Like I like like just, you know, jerking off. I was outside my therapist's house. And I left my therapist. I got in the car, and this married guy I met him on Grinder. He came by, literally walked around the block to my car. We jerked off for three minutes. He came, and then he left. Damn! And what do you think his wife feels? She don't feel anything. She she doesn't know. No. But and she he gets it out of his system. He's not thinking about guys anymore. It's done. You know. Anyways, guys, this episode is brought to you by Cats. Cats are a great animal. If you're looking for a new pet that you'd like to have, it's low maintenance and lots of love. Look into cats. Go to your local Humane Society and you can buy a cat, foster a cat, possibly rent a cat. Cats are good to have. Cats are fun. Get a cat. They're not full of love, by the way. Cats are not full of love. Why would you say that? Because I've lived with cats. This cat hasn't shown me one piece of love yet since I've walked in. Because my cat doesn't care about you. Dogs are full of love. Okay. Speaking of dogs, I noticed that as soon as you got a dog, your life kind of changed around. Oh, it's so much better. You became a mother. I became a mother father. I did. Um, it was the best thing ever, to be honest with you. He cha- I, I, I would suggest getting a dog to anybody. But Thomas, like, I don't know who. I think the dog is kind of like your mother. The um, ish. He does like, yeah. I mean, he's, I believe he's Because the dog angel. wakes you up. Because otherwise you'll sleep till 5 p.m. That's not true at all. See, don't, you can't, discri- don't um try to, what's the word? Let's just give these guys, yeah. let's give my listeners just like a glimpse into what, what your day is mm, my day is just like every other comics my day is well, I, give us your hours just your hours no my hours are normal just like everyone else's my i wake up at 11 i get to bed at 5 a.m i wake up let's see let's see i five wake up at 11 i get up bots around there's nothing to do during the day if you don't have a job you know well you go to the dog park i love the dog park the dog park is great you've got a group text with your dog park friends which i'm leaving actually why? Who's um, causing the drama in the group text? No, there is no drama. That's the problem. <laughs> the, the problem is, is that it's just not fun. It's like I this is my first time like stepping out of the world of comedians for 12 years. I've just hung out with comics. I've like been obsessed with being in the world of comedy. Um, and then like, lately I've just realized like what bullshit the world of comedy really actually is. And that comics think they're so awesome and so cool and so smart. And it's like we're actually just these broken ass people who know how to be funny and we're smart in the fact that we're aware of things and we have no filter. We wind up hurting everyone's feelings everywhere we go. That's who comics are. So let's keep it real. So I decided, let me step out and meet some friends outside of comedy. So I met my dog park friends. Wouldn't you know, the people I wind up in the group text with aren't even the dogs that truth likes to play with. My dog doesn't even play with any of their dogs. They're kind of like, they're just, they're they're people, they're regular people. They're cool. But they don't get my humor that much, like, at all. 
the people that do get my humor are at the dog park and I'm friends with them, but they're not my group text. So. Yeah, they're like, we're not going to give you our phone number. No, they're all my friends. We're friends on Instagram. I have their phone numbers. We love each other. Anyway, my dog park. So I'm going to leave that group text because it's like I'm just the guy who's like we roast each other comics all the time. I go to roast any of them and they're like, you know, it's not then it's not fun for everyone. So I'm done with them. Tell me about the fight you got into at the 99 cent store. Uh, there was this woman who was like being passive aggressive and me and truth. That's my dog. We were just walking by and she's like, Ugh, it's ridiculous that they let dogs in here. So, you know, I'm from New York. We don't not, we don't st- not say shit. We say what we're so I looked over and I was like, why? What's they let you in here? And she was like, ah, it's re- it's gross. They let dogs in there. They, they have shit all over them. I go, my dog does not have shit anywhere near him. I can testify this because when Thomas's dog, Truth, was a puppy, he would wipe his dick after he peed. Yes. Not exactly. Thomas would wipe his own dick. He would wipe his dog's dick. The dog's dick. dick. Exactly. Like so I, he he's takes very clean. extra care of yeah, his dog. Very clean. And I was like, babies are allowed in here. Babies literally have shit in their diaper at the moment that they're in here grabbing things. So my dog does not have a diaper. There's no shit on him. So we just got into a yell fight. And she's like, so then I start screaming. I'm mentally ill. (laughs) And I'm waving my service card dog card in her face. I'm like, and this now you've just ruined my whole day. It was not my finest moment. I'm not Cinderella. Um, I'm working on my my temper and like not yelling at people because of my dog. I'm just very protective over him. Some guy kicked him the other day at the park. And I yelled at the guy. I was like, we were fighting in each other's face. And here's the thing, like I was talking to my therapist about it because I don't want to be like that. I want to be able to say, you're you're just an asshole. I'm going to walk away. But he kicked your dog. You have the right yeah. to get in his face. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, the people who didn't see uh, him kick my dog just see a grown man yelling in, in another grown man's face. So it's like everything's perspective, you know. Now, if me is me yelling at him going to save truth? Uh, protect him not really because the damage is already done he already pushed him with the kicked him with his foot you know so it's like i just have to learn i want to control myself i don't want some remember the time we were in the car and i t- did that u-turn because you were pissing me off about something like i lost my temper like you're anxiety ridden duh i'm a fucking comic you just described yourself back to don't me. worry about me we're talking about you right now okay me i am anxiety riddled yeah thousand percent yeah living life is like and what's being your a crumbled up piece of tinfoil and you're yeah. trying to make yourself straighten out yes you know? uh, that's what it's like and then finally when you straighten out a crackhead grabs you and <laughs> rolls you up again and yeah like, and then you're just yeah. like fuck now i got crack <laughs> resin again, yes yeah tell us about your day grant a typical day for me yeah so i'll wake up by, I wake up like 7.45. Which th- you think you're so brush cool. Brush my teeth. Hold on. He thinks he's so cool that I just don't. because he's a morning person, you know that like bipolar geniuses are up to, they can't they can't sleep at night. Like you do realize that's not a detriment that I have not been able to sleep my whole life. It's because my mind is not stopping and there's genius inside there. So, so you're a you bipolar genius. Yeah. You're you a really. bi-gender man and a woman. It's a bi-gender human being, yes. A, you're a bi-gender, bipolar. Mm-hmm. Bi curious. Nope. Just gay. Just straight gay. Just straight up gay. Ain't nothing curious about me, baby. So yeah, so Grant thinks he's so cool because he wakes up at seven forty five AM. So here's my like basic day. Geek. Here's my day, all right? <laughs> I wake up like seven forty five, eight. I brush my teeth, I wash my wash my face, I put on some 
clothes mm-hmm. and I go to the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I get a large black iced coffee. Mm-hmm. I sit down. I check my phone. I creep Instagram. I answer emails. Yep. Look at Facebook. Yeah, social one media, email that you answer. Go ahead. One email. Come back to the house. Uh-huh. I will make something to eat. Usually I'll make like some bacon and some toast or okay. some potatoes and sausage. Something easy light. Then I tend to my garden. His I garden. water my oh sunflowers. My I have a backyard. I like to take care of my plants. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a green thumb. You have a green thumb. Then I will fuck around and I'll like see who's around. Who who wants to grab lunch? Who wants to kick Oh, we're it? at lunchtime at this point. Yeah, because by so this that's point a long it's time like in the garden. Well, the garden takes 15 minutes. Oh, really? 10 minutes. All right. So at this point, it's really only 10 a.m. Well, the shower, the getting ready. Oh, you the shower in the breakfast. morning, in the day, too? Yeah. For, no, like, no reason? You don't have an appointment or anything? You just shower just to shower? To, like, feel good. All right. Be clean. All right. All right. That's a, I, I get that. I shower at night before my night begins. That's another way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that I'm fresh. That's why when, it, you know, you've been in a, when I'm out and about, and everyone's like, you literally are the best smelling comic in comedy. Yeah, because you wear a lot of Axe body spray. <laughs> and I say that as sarcasm. You know what I'm saying? I think sarcasm is funny. Like, to be like, oh, you're the best comic, in, the best smelling comic in comedy. Like, that's insane to say that. But I think that's funny. What kind of, what is your scent? What cologne are you wearing? Um, I scent, it's called Millionaire. It's gold. Um, it's it, delicious. I mean, that sounds like a Jermaine Dupri's signature <laughs> fragrance. <laughs> yeah, probably. I bought it at Macy's. Dude, Jermaine Dupree dropped yeah. my new fragrance, Millionaire. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes with a 50 cent CD. <laughs> it comes with a $1.50 rebate. <laughs> so Thomas comes from a big Italian family. I'm yeah. sure you, in your head, you can imagine just like a Long Island mm-hmm. Italian New York family. Yep. And Thomas has 30 sisters, and they're <laughs> all named Don Marie. <laughs> Thomas has five crucifixes in his car (laughs) to repel the St. Anthony, the St. Michael, protect me while I'm illegally crashing through four lanes, (laughs) while I'm speeding in my car. Dear Lord, please give me the power to run this red light. Do it. I got to get to my spot. Do it. (laughs) I need people to smell this millionaire fragrance. There you go. See, that's what we came for. So, t- <laughs> like, let me just give you a glimpse of like what it's like riding with Thomas in the car. <laughs> like, first of all, prefix it with I pre- I preface it with like my dad taught me how to drive. My dad's an ex cop from Brooklyn, so he used to be on chases and shit. He was a detective too, and he taught Thomas how to drive in a like caravan, he's chasing yes. a bank robber. Yeah, I used to have to figure eights backwards, going like eighty miles an hour, like going fast. Oh, no, I would go 80 miles an hour in a straight line backwards and then do figure eights and then do them backwards. Damn, you're like Oksana Bayul, a Russian figure skater just <laughs> yeah. killing the driving game. But come on, I, it, you're just a little wuss in my car. Yeah, because I'm scared shitless. Yeah, because tell everyone a, a nobody, riding experience in my car. First of all, all right, I'm from Southern California. I learned to drive in a community college parking lot on a Sunday, <laughs> all right, with no cars around, just going five miles an hour, going straight, going backwards, yeah. turning left, turning right. That's how I learned to drive, yeah. all right? Thomas is over here doing fucking Fast and the Furious New Jersey, <laughs> yes. just killing it with figure eights backwards. That's my dad. He and he's, he implements that into his everyday driving. So if I'm like, Thomas, dude, let's we got on the same show. Let's carpool. He's like, all right, I'll pick you up mm-hmm. at eight. He gets to my house and 
it's a li- it's already pandemonium. Because, <laughs> Why is it pandemonium? What because do you mean? he's got the dog in the car. <laughs> it's eight ten. It's, oh yeah, the show's at eight. It's eight ten. He's at my house. He's got his pit bull in the car. It's pit bull that he tells you isn't a pit bull. He's half beagle. Half beagle bullshit. Dude. Yeah, maybe genetically, but he's all pit bull hey, he visually. Looks all pit. Okay? His face is all pit. He's like he's a puppy. He's a puppy. Meanwhile, yeah, the dog wears size months. sixteen shoes. He's got the biggest <laughs> paws ever. The dog's in the front seat. Thomas has a two door Civic. He's telling me to get in the back seat because the dog. Has to sit in the uh-huh. front. Then I say, get the fucking dog in the back. I'm not sitting in the back. He puts the dog in the back. There's hair all over the seat. I'm wearing all black. Then I look like I've just been rolling around in a dog bed by the time I get to the show. The dog doesn't want to sit in the back seat. He wants to sit in the yeah. front. So the whole time Thomas is yelling, truth, no, yeah. no, back, back. <laughs> He's like got both hands on the dog in the back seat. Nobody's holding the wheel. We're driving 50 miles an hour down a 20 mile an hour road. And uh-huh. I'm freaking the fuck out. And then all of a sudden Thomas wants frozen yogurt. So we yeah. got to pull over. Meanwhile, he, we I'm whip like, across I got a, sunset. I got a spot. He goes, "Don't worry about your spot. I'm not on till 8:50." And I'm like, "God <laughs> yeah. damn, dude! I should have Ubered. I should have Ubered." <laughs> so that's what driving with Thomas is like. If there's a yellow light, we getting it. <laughs> oh, yellow, dude! Yellow doesn't prevent Thomas from going through. Oh my there God. could be four cars ahead of us and they're hitting the yellow. Yellow's Thomas green. is like, "No, as long as when you look at the light and it's like, <laughs> it's still yellow, you can go." Thomas is full of like these half truths that, that aren't <laughs> real. So funny. You know like, what I mean? Light, like you, you will just say something. You'll be like, dude, no. Nah, if you ask for a small cup of yogurt, you can get a refill. And I go, that's not like a real thing you could do. He goes, watch this. Yeah. He goes, give me a refill. And then he like punks them into giving them more ice cream. And they get scared because to them, they just see a crazy guy in a gold chain. Going, give, me a, <laughs> give me a refill. Give me, give me the tot flavor. <laughs> Extra gummy bears. Meanwhile, your yogurt combo is like not right at all. Like tart yogurt with gummy bears and like, oh my god, just a combo that doesn't go together. Uh, Throw a little caramel on those honey gummy bears. But see, that's what makes Thomas great because Mm -hmm. that's a great analogy for who you are. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you are a lot of different things that like shouldn't go together, but they go together. A dichotomy, as Gerard Carmichael used to call me when today in the news. A man was arrested in Spain because he had cocaine hidden under his toupee. Police said the man attracted their attention because he looked nervous and had a disproportionately large hairpiece under his hat. Then they showed right. this cool picture of this guy. It looks like somebody you would oh meet on Grindr. Oh, my God. Wait, what is the thing on top of his head? That's the cocaine, bro. Oh, my God. That's and hilarious. he just had a wig hidden over it. But that looks so crazy. It doesn't even look real. I mean, to give you, like listeners like a viewing of the guy he looks like imagine like a persian middle school math teacher or like your friend's uncle that like hits uh-huh. him with a sandal you know where would you hide cocaine if you were smuggling it from um, spain to the united states i think we all in know my asshole i think we all know you hide would, it though would you say we all would you we say? all know you'd hide it there everyone should would right where would you hide it i don't think i could fit anything up my ass you can trust me you telling me that there's like a fucking zipper I don't know about? Well, I don't know. You tell me about like when the massage woman fingered your ass. Like how many fingers did she get up there? I don't know if she fingered it, but she touched it. You said she did it. No, she like rubbed around the rim, you know? She was or like she licked it or something? Cleaning the toilet bowl. That wasn't me. That was your friend. The massage lady right. never licked my asshole, uh-huh. but I went with my friend to the rub and tug and they put You loved. Be honest. You t- you put me on blast. 
Oh, I've already talked about Rub and yeah, Tugs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have and no yeah. shame. You love them. I love Rub and Tugs. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best deal. Mm-hmm. $40 in, $40 out. Boom, yeah. quick, one, two, you're done. Everybody wins. Feel great for the day. Mm-hmm. But my friend got his butthole licked mm-hmm. by an old Asian lady, yeah. and they put saran wrap over his butthole. Oh, that's hilarious. Like they created their own condom. Like why would they even like for me it's like especially like as a guy like it's like he's so crazy that they even like who like it's not that much of a sensation that you got to do it with saran wrap. Like if you're not going to get it raw I think it was like a cleanliness thing. No, but don't get do it at all. You're not really feeling it, I think. Like does he need his ass like so bad that he's willing to Well, I don't even know how I understand what a girl it's like put that's fine. She loves to get it eaten out so you would like all right, fine. If you're going to do the saran wrap it still feels it, but the asshole to put it's like just get the jerk just get the fucking hand job well i don't even know how he got that far like it's like a secret menu at in and out you know he knew yeah. how to ask for it animal style right 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 hold on oh my god yeah i haven't gotten to a rub and tug since christmas eve of 2017 on christmas eve where'd you go for that I was one so sad and so depressed uh-huh. and so alone and I went there, and I thought the lady... Yeah, 2017 was a rough year for you. Yeah, and I didn't think the lady <laughs> would would say anything to me. And she just, like, dur- she's, like, jerking me off. And she goes, uh-huh. like, what are you doing for Christmas? <laughs> and I was just like, shut up. <laughs> I was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas? You don't shut talk the to me. fuck up. Are you going home for the holidays? <laughs> Dude, another crazy time at the Rub and Tug was... I used to so I used to go with my friend a lot. It was mm-hmm. like a fun thing that we would do. Yes, I remember I dropped you guys off once and waited outside. Oh yeah, <laughs> like we tried mom. to get you to go. <laughs> like your parents. Dude, like... that was like our soccer mom. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, I'll be out here. And we were willing to pay for you to get one. I we was like, I have no desire to no. So <laughs> we go upstairs, right? And you know, they're massaging us, whatever. Then we hear all these screams downstairs and I get scared shitless. So I put my clothes back on yeah. and I sit on the edge of the massage table and I pretend to be on my phone. Cause I'm like, dude, it's getting fucking raided. Like I'm going to jail. Oh my God. So I pretended to be on my phone in case like a cop busted and he's like, what are you doing? And I go, sorry, I'm on a business call real quick. And yeah. like, you would go to the next <laughs> room. Would, yeah, sure. But like, so I'm all dressed and she comes back in and the lady's just laughing. I go, what, what happened? And she's like, oh, they saw a rat. And I was like, okay. And then I got oh naked and she massaged me. I would have been like. Like getting, like there's vermin in there and I was okay with ew. that. That's, well, that's the disgusting part of being a man is that we can't even think clearly. When we get all fucking hooped up and horny in our heads and that testosterone, it's, just, it's terrible. Like it's like men will do the craziest things. Like that's why I think about it. That's how horny men get is that. I've had friends who needed to go jerk off in the bathroom at the airport before they got on the plane. What? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Friends who've done that. Um, I'm like, damn, I've never needed to get it out that. But, they're, dude, in jail, straight men, very straight men will have sex with each other because they have to get it out. I feel like, you know, women usually can just are like, fuck it. I don't need it that bad, you know? Dude, my homie went to jail for 24 hours, mm-hmm. and he jerked off three times. And I was <laughs> like, why? He goes, I was just bored. I was alone in my right. cell. Oh, my God. And I was like, damn. Yeah. So, yeah, three exactly. Three times in 24 hours? He must have. That jail was turning him on, I think, a little bit. He was also, like, 22 at the time. That's so, he had hot. that young man energy. Oh, my God. I love that. All in prison and shit. Just like he's got, uh See, that's why... Like if I went to jail, like you know how they they got that where people they like, put the the fi- nail filer in the pie, and they sneak it in. I'll be like, yo, throw some magnum condoms in there, you know? 
Because you would want to have protected sex in jail. I would never hook up with a dude in jail without a condom on. Absolutely not. There's so much AIDS, I feel like, and STDs. But what if you were in jail for life? And there's no I don't care. I don't want to be in jail with any STDs, though. Like, you know me. I'm a hypochondriac. I don't really, I don't, I don't dig disease. <laughs> Dude, let's, let's go into some of your hypochondriac stories. Oh, my God, uh, bro. Dude, remember when... <sighs> when I thought I had colon cancer? Dude, well, it started as something it, else. It's like it a cough. As? Thomas had a cough, and then it turned into colon cancer. No, 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 no. Then he was nah, getting nah, 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 nah. every day. I never had a cough, ever. That's crazy. Just tell the the story is crazy is like crazy enough to in uh, you don't have to add to it. Well then t- tell us. What I is it? I w- um what happened? My poop was like I w- I guess I was changing my eating and my poop was different. There was a little bit of blood in my poop once and I had never had that happen to me before. Apparently, a little blood in your poop is actually very common. If you a lot of people have gotten that before. I never had that, so I freaked the fuck out cuz I started googling and it was just cancer. There's cancer like everything and like then I just thought, thought I was t- I, my prostate. I thought I had prostate cancer, and I just thought it was spread. I thought I had every kind of cancer, like to the point where, like, I, I was like taking picking the shit up out of the toilet bowl and bringing it to the window to see to see it <laughs> to see it in natural light to see <laughs> to see the sun reflect off my scat. <laughs> yeah, no, I needed to see what color it was. Like, it was, there's like different shades of. How shit. were you picking it up? My hand, literally. Like, I was I was crazed. I was so insane that those couple of months, dude, my, oh my God, was that after they took my special? Because what happened was I got triggered somehow. Something happened where I got like, I think my stress level got triggered. I think it, wait, here's how I see the timeline. Yeah. It was, it was the pills started to get a little crazier. Right. But it was only Ambium and Xanax. It wasn't Adderall yet. Ambium and Xanax. But the combo of those was like wild. Yes. you, You got good on those. Yes. Then you started taking... Adderall and then you were no 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 Adderall was after all of this friend and I fell in love um I started abusing my my Ambium and Xanax more because it was uh unrequainted love it was it was crazy love it was it was it was hurtful um so then I started abusing those pills then we uh, started smoking weed and hanging out all of us and then I was still taking the pills then um I stopped taking the pills I stopped smoking weed and um I got my special the d- comedy dynamics was giving me an hour special. I was in the tape. They took my special away from me three days before we were supposed to tape. They got Bob Saget to tape, and Bob Saget wanted the whole day, so he didn't want to tape with anyone. And they had like very like strict timelines and time blocks, so they canceled mine because I was the least famous on the le- roster. And then they kept for the f- next year. They kept saying that they were going to reschedule me. They never did. My stress level from that situation was like so triggered. I was like shook, like it was crazy because it was like public. People were talking. Oh, I was going around town, working my hour, like asking to get up. They were telling me to have like famous friends tweet about it, so the audience, so people come to the taping. Everyone, people, family was coming. I was my nervous system was like when I got that canceled, I was shook. So the doctor said sometimes when you experience like a trauma type thing that happens to you in your mind, you go like a little bit like crazy. So I thought I, I thought I got the, I saw that blood and that was it. Like I thought I had cancer everywhere. Then I went for my colonoscopy, didn't have cancer. I went for an endoscopy, went for a CAT scan. I went for all these tests, no cancer. Knock on wood. One, two, three, and um, then I started with the Adderall. I started with the Adderall. That was a full six months of just Adderall binging, and then I stopped the Adderall, stopped everything. Was just been smoking the CBD. And it's been two, that was two years ago. 
and I've you know picked up the pieces. Like I'm like getting my ment- my well being together. I've been really focusing the past two years on well being. Um, I do all my spots. I do uh, you know continue to like work on projects to pitch and uh, have a great manager now that I love. And um, oh, I had got left my old agency. Le- that happened too, like last year. Um, so I've just I'm like kind of. You know, it's like a, a just picking up the pieces type of thing, you know? Like, I've been in that mode. I'm not someone to give up. I'm not someone who, like, you know, crumbles. I mean, you crumble, but you have to pick it, pick up the pieces and move on. And, that's and I think you've done a good job of that. And I think the dog has really helped the you. The dog has helped a lot. I got him last year. Care for something else that takes away yes. the worry you have for yourself. Yeah, I agree. So you're not constantly stressing about every little thing mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. Because now you have this other thing to take care of. Yeah. And I've been and I feel like, you know, you having like another thing to love yes. has helped your comedy. Um, it's ha- listen, my it's helped. No, to be honest, losing that special that brought my comedy to another level because I didn't give a fuck anymore. After after that happened, I got back on stage and I've never been stronger. And honestly, like it's a true strength. Like I genuinely was so hurt that I can't be hurt more like that. And so I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. Like, when you lose everything, when you have nothing at the end of the day, you're like, there's nothing to lose. I'm good. Like, now let's just do it. Now you're playing with the house money. You know? I'm good. Like, people are like, oh, I wonder what it's like to... I've been given a special, and then I've been taken one away. So I know both th- both of those feelings. <laughs> you know? I know that high of, like, holy shit, I'm shooting an hour. Like, that was a cool feeling. I was... Dec- we were, like, making the set. I was working with the director that they gave me. Like... It was like a big deal. They were sending me set options. I was creating it myself, designing it, you know, so I know how that feels. And then I know what it feels like to be told, nope, we're not doing it. Like, so now that I have both those experiences in my pocket, I get on stage and I'm like, this is not, this is fun compared to all that. You poor unfortunate soul. (laughs) Yeah. You know, my journey in this business has been like, not like, like it's the true, like, Hollywood story, like that kind of thing, you know, your journey in this business. Thomas started doing stand up 12 years ago in uh-huh. New York. He had a red mohawk and a leather jacket and <laughs> some killer promo pictures, uh, one of which he has blown up. And I would say it's 36 by 36 inches mm-hmm. and it's in the middle of his house. Well, no, and that picture was given to me by a fan of mine before I moved to L.A. six years ago. He saw me at the Comedy Cellar. He was a big fan of mine. He used to do this thing, which was very cool, actually. It was called, like, something art. Like, he would create these beautiful art pieces and leave them around the city. And he would tweet a clue where they were. And people, you, if you found it, it was yours. So it was actually, like, a really cool thing. And he was like, I'm just a fan of yours. And I would love to come up with a concept of a picture and take it of you. And I was like, cool. So I was like, I'm moving in a couple of weeks. So if you want to do a theme about that. So we did it outside of stand-up New York with the mirror and you see like the image of me walking away with my bags packed in the mirror and the picture is me straight on leaning against the brick wall it's a dope shot so yeah it's a portrait it's gorgeous he put a lot of effort into it so i hang it i got it blown up and put on my wall damn dude if there's anybody listening that's a fan of mine that you know wants to create some some beautiful art like that i would love to recreate Mm -hmm. this exact photo that thomas has Oh my god, that'd be so funny! Uh, I just I'll go to TJ Maxx. I'll get a leather jacket. I'll get like a crew cut mohawk. And it was not red. Just so it wasn't know. red in this one, but you did have a red mohawk Never. for a while. I a re- Who am I, Janet Jackson in 1998? I feel like I've always heard you had a red mohawk. Nope. 
you also always lie about me. So it doesn't matter what you always lie. You always lie about me. You always say everything is always some kind of weird Aquarius antic. And I love you and I don't care. But anyone listening, Grant's the best and he's so funny and he's got such a cute little imagination. But his things are stretches of the imagination. He says things that are a stretch of the imagination. That's his humor is lying. So. Like what? What have I said that's the been a red stretch? mohawk was a lie? First of all, I never said the red mohawk on this podcast. You just said you said red. it. I said you. I heard you had a red mohawk. You heard wrong. Well, you're setting the record straight, dude. That I fun. need to like queer eye for the straight guy. You. Um. Well, right now I'm I'm in hustle mode. I'm not really in like trying to be cool, trendy mode. To be honest, like TBH, that's where I'm at. I'm not really trying to be cute. So, that I'm just doing my spots to make my money, keep my comedy fresh. Um, I would, I really just want to work on what my projects and get those moving. I want to get my podcast up, which I'm still trying to think of a name for. So I'm, I'm recording my podcast. Um, it's just like me for 35 to 40 minutes, just ranting and being funny. Thomas Dale five. You could check me out on the, on Instagram, um, and all my other stuff. I, I don't go on Facebook anymore. I just post like promotion stuff there. It's just garbage. That place. Let's talk about when you kept telling everybody on Facebook how you're quitting Facebook and you gave us like a three week warning. <laughs> you're so funny. Where every two weeks, you're like, I just want you to know I'm quitting no, Facebook. No, I was Facebook. doing it. I and had to do it in a way. And post another you're way. so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker, every day, I'm quitting Facebook, guys. I don't care. Don't talk to me the next day. Come see me at the improv tonight at eight. Don't forget, <laughs> so I'm quitting stupid. Facebook. I'm quitting asshole. Facebook. And then he was off for a while. He was off. And then one day, like, he just, like, he was like, He's like, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you idiot. I was off for seven months. Literally, I, de- I dis- deactivated my account. I gave it a week. I was p- saying I'm leaving because I was like, follow me over on Instagram. So I was p- saying for a week that I was going this way. And I, a lot of people were fo- come o- coming over. So I, that's all. That's the only reason. I was pl- but I thought it was funny. You're so f- I was waiting for you to be like, all right, motherfucker. It's been five times already. We n- go already. Oh, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. It was funny. I love it. Grant's like comments. my little annoying brother who I've always wanted. I've always wanted a little annoying brother. And that's and what Grant is. You're my big gay brother. Yes. We just need to make Grant more Italian if he's going to be my little brother. <coughs> I'm fucking he's Italian. too white. <coughs> I'll eat biscotti all day. Grant's too white. <laughs> biscotti. <laughs> I'll eat biscotti all day. What co- what's your favorite sauce? Gravy. Mom's gravy. <laughs> Mom's gravy. You think you're so authentic when you Dude, say gravy. Dude, Thomas looks like he comes from a family where every Sunday his mom puts veal, sausage, yes. ground beef. 100%. Real tomatoes, not the canned shit because you could <laughs> taste the My grandfather used to have a garden, yes. And they don't call it marinara. Everything's gravy. No, we Ma, call it sauce. did you get the gravy? No, that, no, that's like real white trash. The gravy people are real white. That's like, that's white trash. We, I call it sauce. Some sauce. So you're telling me people who call it gravy are white trash. You're just fucking shots fired on this podcast. Yeah, you you're know. letting it all out. Yeah. What's like a typical, like how Italian are you on a scale of one to ten? Like what is your, do you eat seven fish for dinner on Christmas? Yes. My whole life. Does your, like when your mom gets And my mom really hates it. She's like, oh, because she, my mom does Christmas Eve. So she's got to fry the calamari. She's got to fry the shrimp. Fry the what? Calamari. <laughs> Oh, you just left out the eye on that one. Calamar. Well, because when I say it normally, it's calamar. You call it mozzarella. Mozzarella. But she would fry, you know, there's like the flounder. They do, what do they do? Flounder, crab, shrimp, lobster, calamar. Um, uh, 
You've already named too many things. That sounds like hell in the kitchen, and I'm sure you oh, were the hell, kid my mother, who was oh, like, yeah. I'm not doing the dishes. I'm the not. boy doing of the, the family. Dishes. I'm going to have to say that. The boy of the Italian family never does the dishes. What are you kidding? I've never. No way. Bullshit. I bet you fucking Ronnie from Jersey Shore does no, his family's dishes No, not if he has sisters. That's how it is in Italian families. Oh, so you're saying women have to be in the kitchen. <laughs> they don't have to be. It's just what I grew up around. Only Italian women have to be in the kitchen. But they like it. That's what. I, shit, let me tell you something. I always wound up in the kitchen anyway, hanging out with all my cousins and all the girls. I would sit at the kitchen table while they and hang out. I love being in the kitchen. Shit. That's where all the fun is, is in the kitchen. All right. Time for another news story. Suspect's loud fart helps police sniff out his hiding place. The Liberty Police Department in Missouri said no one was hurt by the blast. A man trying to elude police in Missouri ended up being betrayed by his own backside. Liberty Police Department officers over the weekend were searching vainly for a man wanted on a warrant charging possession of a controlled substance. According to the Kansas City Star, the suspect might have gotten away if he hadn't been betrayed by his own butt. So this motherfucker tried to hide in the bushes but had gas and had to fart. And the cops heard it. Where was this? Florida? Missouri. It sounds like a Florida Yeah, thing, it though. sounds like a Florida. This shit's always happening in, the, in Florida. Bath salts. Remember the bath salts? Remember that? Dude, I, for a while, I thought you were on bath salts. You're retarded. But it was just Adderall. Remember I used to come into the house, the apartment, and Alfred used to be like, they're always looking for something. Like, like, uh, like, I, like I've lost something. He's like, people on Adderall or meth or whatever, they always looks like they're looking for something. Yeah, like they're they lost the, the something. biggest tweakers ever. <laughs> One time I did Adderall, and I alphabetized my shoes. Oh, my God. Out by the brand? Yeah, Adidas. And then when I finished that, I was like, I'm going to do it by color instead. Red. Uh-huh. It's fucked up, man. Uh, but yeah, Adderall's no joke. Adderall is like... That shit will get you going, and, and you don't even realize that you're, like, high on Adderall. You just, you know, like... One time I did... No, one time I did Xanax. The only time I ever did Xanax. You t it was one of mine. You took... Remember? Yeah, was, you gave yeah, me yeah. some. I gave to... And the, I did it, yeah. and I went and I did a show. Yeah, you... And I remember I had a great show, yeah. but I blacked... I, like, blacked out, you know? And the next day I woke up, and this other comic, Millhouse, sent me all these photos of me on stage. He's like, here are the photos you wanted. And I was like, what? He's like, oh you asked God. me to take photos of you on stage. I go, I did? What? Like, I just don't remember it. Yeah. And I was, I'm a pussy when it comes to that shit. And I only took like half. That was me and every was night. Like, when you guys would wake up and my Facebook would be like, you'd be like, dude, go delete yeah, that. Yeah, delete right all now. your posts. Yeah. Cause I would get on Xanax and Ambium and I would like, I would forget. Like, you know how they said like Roseanne was like, I was on Ambium. Like, honestly, like, I'm not making excuses for what she said, but like, I've been there before. Like, I've typed things that like, I don't mean it. I'm just high on Ambium and you don't. Like, you wake up. See, I, you know, I always heard those stories. If you fight the sleep feeling, like you trip out oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, I've definitely I used to. seen you yeah. do that. So yep. when I got prescribed Ambien, I tried to do that. I fell asleep within 20 minutes. <laughs> and then I woke up in the middle of the night, like having to diarrhea so oh bad. Oh, my God, really? That, like, I had to, like, sleep crawl to the fucking oh, toilet. Oh, no. I was so out of it. Poor boy. And then I just let it all out. Why are you so sensitive? I don't know. But I was like, what the that's not fun. This isn't the fun trip everyone's talking about. And then it's like one of the rare side effects is that you get oh diarrhea. Man, so you can't take Ambien. And I'm just lucky I didn't diarrhea. And Remember you thought you took something and it wasn't Ambien? It was one of my Ambiums. And, and I thought it was something else. Yeah, you thought it was something else. Did I trip out? Was yes, I and you did. You said you were like tripping out. I thought it was prep. 
No. Oh, Remember when you told me what prep was? Ugh. Yeah. This guy tried to butt fuck Thomas. I said I wasn't. No, I go. I met him and he was said he was on prep. I was like, what's prep? And he's like, oh, it's the thing you take so you can have sex without condoms and not get HIV. And I was like, but you're still letting people just come in. Like, what? Like, that's there's so radio ads about prep now. And I heard it. And it's like prep lowers lowers it to untestable levels. Right. In your bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so have we cured ish? AIDS? Well, no, prep doesn't lower. No, no, no. Prep. No, no, no. They have medicine that brings all AIDS to undetectable. If you get it right away you, and you could be undetectable and it's not tra- you can't even transfer it to somebody else. It's not even contagious when it's undetectable prep you take and it blocks it from even getting it doesn't it's not a uh, cure thing it's not a medicine it's a prevention medicine yeah but here's the thing you could still get other stds dirty fucking pigs you shouldn't be coming in each other's assholes (laughs) like it's that's so gross i don't even want to shake your hand i'm sorry if you're on like that's so nasty to me also like i have to take medication for bipolar and it's fucking with my liver i don't if i don't have to take a pill I wouldn't want to. Are you getting fucked that much in the ass that you need to take a p- bitch? It ain't birth control. <laughs> I take it every day. Every day <laughs> you're willing to put this pill in your body just so you can have unprotected sex. You fucking whore. That's a whorish thing to do. The streets are wild. One of my other best friends is is gay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he one time told me like. One time I, I thought I, I was going to die. I thought I had AIDS. I thought mm-hmm. I had every STD under the book. Yeah. And it, he w- I told him, like, oh, I just went to Planned Parenthood and I got tested. He goes, oh, you should have said my name. They would have got you in faster. And I was Ew. like, why? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm a gay dude. I have like 20 to 25 new partners a month. Oh, my God. Like, well, no, not that I'm a gay dude. Are he's you? a whore. He's a whore. He's not a gay. I hate when gay men say or anyone. No, he's just a whore. Like you, I'm a gay man, but and I I've never, had intercourse. About him, you know? I've had intercourse with two people my whole life, and I'm an adult gay man. Like, so no, you're a whore, sir. You're not a gay man. You're a whore. Yeah, but you have jacked off with thousands. That's no, I have not jacked off. I've jacked off with hundreds, yes, but not thousands. And jacking off and getting fucked in your asshole, or fucking an asshole, <laughs> raw, is way different. What's been your coolest moment in comedy? What's like a moment that that, you know, it may not have been like you made the most money or you you did this. But like mm-hmm. just that that you realize, like, damn, comedy got me this moment all um, because I'm funny. Um, I would say I've had a lot of them, but one of them that was really cool was doing the uh, when Dennis Leary, I did that comics come home in Boston and I was like the first gay, openly gay comic that's ever been on that show. And it's like 8,000 people in like a, a stadium in Boston. And like Dennis Leary hand selected me. Um, they were going to see Colin Kane and I was opening for him. And they were like, oh, no, we want Thomas. Like they always pick like a newcomer. So I was on the lineup with like Jim Gaffigan, um, uh, Jim Norton, um, Pete Corrielli, Lenny Bruce, not Lenny Bruce, he's dead, Lenny Clark. Um, Steve Stephen Wright and Dennis Leary hosted and I was like the new guy and my parent my whole family was there my brother-in-laws my sisters my mom and dad they were had like VIP seats in a stadium full of 8,000 people like so that was that I remember like going out there and then like Dennis Leary I still have the email he sent me he sent me an email like three days later saying how fantastic I was and how funny I was and all that I'm gonna be this and that and all this great stuff it was like really cool because I was like three years into comedy 
and he sent me this beautiful Dennis Leary sent me this email and I was like what so it was like the first moment that I, I built these high hopes that aren't true <laughs> it was my first moment that had set me up for all the disappointment I felt <laughs> but it was great it was a fun moment but it meant nothing <laughs> that's hey, the it sad truth to you eh, it's the sad truth the sad truth is that the moments are great, and at the moment, all you have is the moment, which is what I've learned, and that's what I live for now is the moment. Like That's why I come off to you as like a crazy, wacky, free spirit, because that's really what I am, and that's why I don't worry about things like clothes, or I dress right when I have to, but I don't. I live for the moment. I get up. I smile. I don't worry about a, th- a time or a place. If there's a thing I have to be to, I do it, and I do it great. But for the moment, every day, all I care about is the moment. And I want to be happy, and I want to be having fun, and I want to be around people that make me feel good. And that's what I do because this business has taught me there's really no – nothing of that about this business is going to ever make you completely whole. You have to find that in yourself. So that's what these moments have taught me, that they don't mean anything. And I think that was a great moment, and I'm glad you shared yeah. this moment with me. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for doing the pod. You're welcome. Where can people find you? ThomasDale5 on Instagram. Check out my This Is Not Happening story on Comedy Central's YouTube. And I'm going to have a podcast soon. So you could check that out. Taurus55 is my YouTube page. <laughs> you have something to say about that, Grant? No, I do not. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Verbal Graffiti. If you liked what you heard, if you liked me, Please subscribe to the podcast. Please rate the podcast five stars. Please retweet the podcast. Share it with your friends. Let's blow this shit up. I think you guys are so rad, and I'm super stoked you listen to the podcast. Thank you for listening to Verbal Graffiti. I'm Grant Cotter. Don't smoke crack. KFX. Cutty Fresh exclusive.